Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear, I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back to the show, guys. It is Tuesday, December 14th. I am your co-host, Cliff Schechter, along with intrepid John Aravosis. Why, hello, John. Hello, intrepid, but not intercept. No, I'm very careful to to make sure to distinguish between those two. Um, So, So, been texting anybody lately, Cliff? (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people, none of them have been chief of staff at the White House, though, and none mm-hmm. of them have I tweeted to beg to convince the president to stop a coup. So my tweets, yeah. you could call more boring yeah, uh, or text, excuse me. Um, but um, yeah, why don't you uh, what, what, what is it we're going to talk about today? I couldn't well, just our- I couldn't figure it out, John. There's just there's just not much out there. Exactly. That is our big topic today that we thought we'd sort of, since we bounce around a lot on topics, we thought we'd stick with this one because it's important and to delve a little into why it's important. But um, so Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff at the White House, uber Trumper, and to this day, uber Trumper, but seems to knife Trump in the back occasionally, maybe because Meadows is an idiot. I don't know. But among well, he's other also, things, he's, he's hmm. to, to say quickly, I don't want to cut you up, but hmm. he's been a fraud the, the entire time. He was the head of that Freedom Caucus. Oh, in with, the House, with, yeah, with uh, Justin Amash. And if he had stuck to, you know, and I think Justin Amash is wrong about all sorts of things. So I'm not saying he's a hero, but point being, Justin Amash stuck to what he actually believed in, and right. therefore could not support Trump a million different ways. This guy, of course, all the stuff he said about free enterprise should be left alone about my government right. until Trump starts threatening free enterprise. Yada yada yada. Right. So this guy, you know, he's a fraud from the very beginning yeah. because. Okay, and an Uber, but I mean, and that's what I mean, like a fraud in an Uber Trumper sense, fraud meaning this guy genuflects to Trump whenever Trump wants it. But Correct. He then does the book about the Trump White House a couple of weeks ago. In the book, divulges that Trump tested positive for COVID right before the debate with Biden, causes a huge scandal, makes Trump look like like he tried to infect Biden on purpose because also gold star families. Oh, that's right. He put gold star families at risk, all sorts of people, right? So Trump is pissed. You know, says he's pissed at Meadows, blah blah blah, and immediately after. He says this. It was reported that he said this. Meadows then stops cooperating with the January 6th commission, right? The Insurrection Commission. But one of the many things Meadows gave them, and I do not understand what Meadows was doing unless we'll get into Meadows, that in a second. I think Meadows just fucked up. But in any case, gives them, and I'm going to play you a clip of Liz Cheney, the GOP co chair of the Insurrection Commission committee. 
Meadows gave a bunch of text messages he received from Laura Ingram, Brian Kilmeade, another Fox News host, Sean Hannity, and Donald Trump Jr. And this was during the insurrection, all of them begging Meadows to get Trump to stop it, to call off the dogs, or it was going to be a disaster for them and the Republican Party. Now, Cliff, let John, me, do you want to play the, the thing first, and then we can get into it. some of the Meadows stuff? Yes. Because there's yes. a lot to talk about. Okay. Yes, let's, let's play that. it first, because also I really want to get into – there's a lot of nuance here with these texts, various import of these th- of why these matter. So let me uh, hang on. One moment. Indeed, according to the records, multiple Fox News hosts knew the president needed to act immediately. They texted Mr. Meadows, and he has turned over those texts. Quote, Mark. The president needs to tell people in the Capitol to go home. This is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy, Laura Ingram wrote. Please get him on TV, destroying everything you have accomplished, Brian Kilmeade texted. Quote, can he make a statement? Ask people to leave the Capitol, Sean Hannity urged. As the violence continued, one of the president's sons texted Mr. Meadows, quote, he's got to condemn this shit ASAP. The Capitol Police tweet is not enough, Donald Trump Jr. texted. Meadows responded, quote, I'm pushing it hard. I agree. Still, President Trump did not immediately act. Donald Trump Jr. texted, Again and again, urging action by the president. Quote, we need an Oval Office address. Can I stop really quick, Cliff? Mm -hmm. In order to get a hold of your dad, you're contacting his staff. Well, I want to give some of that context in a little bit, too. What I know. Go ahead. Okay. He has to lead now. It has gone too far and gotten out of hand. End quote. But hours passed without necessary action by the president. These non-privileged texts are further evidence of President Trump's supreme dereliction of duty during those 187 minutes. Isn't it so nice to have somebody who's such a witch finally on our side? Yes. <laughs> you don't even well, know. I mean, she's so, she's so, so nasty. She's so nasty. It just doesn't make me in any way love Liz Cheney's politics or as a person. But but like this is where some people on the left just don't fucking get it. Is that you Why? A, need everyone to unite against fascism, which everybody yeah. will tell you. And B, having people this mean can be useful. <laughs> You know, like you said, the way she more, this, by the way, or is this, that it? That was it. This shit. I mean, I mean, she's. It's like she took a drama class. That woman. I mean, well, oh, you have God. to remember. I mean, you know, some of this for oh. her. Some of this for her is revenge. I mean, she got ever since she turned against Trump, um, and in the impeachment, Fox has gone after her nonstop. Right wing radio, this, that. So, I mean, being able to, you know, Donald Trump Jr., they've all called her traitor. They're, they've gone after her in her primary in Wyoming. I mean, you have to believe on some level it's personal, too, that she's getting to embarrass these folks by doing this. Um, and the documents we've seen, by the way, show a lot more that there were a lot more members of Congress who were involved in this. 
members who were shown some of these, you know, um, power, either the PowerPoint or memos who were who he was talking to. And we don't even know who they are yet. They're going to love when their names come out too, right? Um, so more fun to be had. Sorry, I was writing notes of my, to myself of like all the various points that I think like lessons we learned from this. Um, well, so the, can I make, let me, let me yeah, just, go on, go, let's, go. Let's, let's take go. it back for a second because I feel like yeah. we have to before that. Yeah. What, what I believe happened with Meadows, and you said some of this, but very simply, first of all, you're a lawyer and you know, they always say like, you never know what you're going to find in discovery, right? People give you a yeah. huge pile of documents and they're too stupid to organize it. Right. And there's some just gold mine kind of stuff yeah. in there. That's a possibility too. But I, you know, well, I think that's actually the likelihood here. But I think he saw Bannon get referred. This is why you have to refer people for criminal prosecution, why you yep. can't let people ignore subpoenas, because that's how you get to this point. He saw what happened to Bannon, he knew it could happen to him, and he decided, okay, I'll hand over all this shit. There's probably nothing in there anyhow, because it's too dumb to know, I guess, what's in there. But the key factor here, as you pointed out, is he still has to write his book. Right. And he still wants to sell books. So he has to tell the story about Donald Trump. And maybe he thought Donald Trump would brag about it or not give a shit that he got up on stage, you know, with Biden when he was sick, that he sat with, you know, he sat down with gold star families. But clearly it did piss Trump off. And Trump denied it. Yeah. And you know, pissed Trump off because Trump denied it and said it was utter garbage and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, you know, behind the scenes, the same thing is happening that always happens with these guys, which is Trump then threatens them. I'm sure he threatened Meadows. And Meadows ends up pulling back and now saying, sorry, I'm no, I'm no longer cooperating. Well, the holidays are here and finding the perfect gift is tricky, right? Omaha Steaks makes it so easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Everyone I've sent this to goes crazy. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. You not only save over 50%, but you get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free. These are the best burgers, period. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship right away. Avoid the holiday shipping hustle and bustle and order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget you get those eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. You will not believe the quality and the quantity of food you get. Everybody is just bowled over when they get this Omaha Steaks gift package. The best steaks, the best burgers, the best chicken, you name it. How about those caramel apple tartlets? Everything is incredible. OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget that keyword is Stephanie in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com. Do it now. So he gets so in, in this world, Meadows has literally made sure he has the worst of all outcomes. First of all, he's handed over all sorts of damning things. Second of all, because he's now refused to sit before this committee, he's been referred for criminal contempt. And third, you'll never please Trump after you did that to him. He already, he oh, still hates yeah. you. He doesn't trust you. And now this. Oh my God. Yes. So you've got yeah. nothing now, yeah. right? You, yeah. You've got Fox News people, other people are, are pissed at you. Trump still hates you. And now you're referred for criminal contempt anyhow. And you may also have turned over things that make it quite clear. And again, that's where the law, I'm not a lawyer. But what part of this can be considered an actual conspiracy against democracy and what can be prosecuted That's, versus what is just yes. free speech? And I don't know what the answer is there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's like I was typing these got like six different things out of this that I think are interesting. Let's start with that, what you just said. Um, Don, I pulled up Don Jr.'s quote again, um, texted him and said, quote, we need an Oval Office address. He has to lead now. Lead. It has gone too far and gotten out of hand. It has gone too far and gotten out of hand. What is it? Yeah. 
Does that, to me, no. As in the thing we chose to do, right? Bingo, bingo. The thing we planned, the thing we knew was going to happen got out of control. To me, again, this is not a 100%. We don't know. It does, that language, as a language expert myself, does not sound like the rally at the White House we all planned got out of control because this isn't the White House rally. So that, that wouldn't make sense to say it got out of control. The White House rally didn't get out of control. This was a separate thing. So you know what I think it was, yeah. John, from all available evidence? Yeah. yeah. From all available evidence, from what they've said, from what documents have turned up, to me, I think the plan was, and obviously Trump, this is clear when he asked him to walk over to the yeah. to the Capitol, the plan was to hold this rally to rile people up and to yep. get them to go to the Capitol. And, yep. and they were stupid enough to think that they didn't think they were going to break into the Capitol or do yep. any of that shit. Brooks they Brothers was, riot cliff. Correct. Exactly. They thought they were yep. going to out. They What they were going to do is by standing, by encircling the Capitol or however many people yep. they had there, by standing outside, screaming, yelling, taunting signs, you know, viciousness, probably some people armed, is they were going to scare Mike Pence into yep. doing what they wanted him to do, which was to not scare certify. Mike, scare Mike Pence out of the building. What's so I mean? Counting stuff. So right, either scare him out of the building so he couldn't certify, yeah. or scare him out of the building, uh, you know, even you know, or, or scare him out of the building so scare he couldn't certify. Scare him into doing the right thing, so to speak. Right, and and yeah. and again, this is where you know this gets so deep. It's almost like you have to start yeah. asking these questions, which is that the now infamous tweet, which he claims is just a mistake by Chuck Grassley, who has been fully co-opted by these people. What was that? I don't all, remember. What was he's that? all there mentally at this point. But my God, this guy that they once called an institutionalist and everything. He sent out a tweet where he said that he would be doing the certification of, of votes that Mike oh, Pence yes. wouldn't be there. Yes. What did he know? I think that? at that point, well, that's the thing. Yeah. There's literally no way yeah. you cannot yeah. call him before that committee now. No way. Yeah. You need to know exactly. Yeah. And Mike Lee, at this point, we know, saw the memo, the PowerPoint. He absolutely has to be called. Republican from senator from where, Mike Lee? From Utah. Okay. Those, the, those two are the two you can say right Chuck off. Chuck Grassley, old Republican senator, meaning because he's like 88 from Iowa. Well, he's old Republican senator, but again, I talked about this on one of our early shows, the sort of the sadness of, we were talking about Bob Dole passing away and how he'd actually endorsed Trump at the end of their house. So many of these so-called, you know, old old dogs of the institution yeah. who are going to protect the institution of democracy, even if they are right-wingers, you know, and some of them are leaving the Senate now, Roy Blunt, yeah. Rob Portman, how they all failed us. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the, so either they ran away with their tail between their legs and didn't do anything or they actively participated yeah. which it seems again we don't know with yeah. grassley yet but i mean why would he have said that yeah. why would he have tweeted yeah. that out yeah the vice president um, always always does the certifying yeah. in the history of our country what was it he knew yep yep so among other things so i just again little takeaways here we can dive into whichever I just think it's sad that Don Jr. had to couldn't even call his own dad and he had to go through dad's go through dad's uh, guy and it kept not working. So imagine like repeatedly calling and going to dad's guy because you can't get dad. Why can't you get dad? Because dad isn't taking your call because dad hates you and isn't taking your call. Or either you know he won't take your call so you don't do it or dad was not taking the call and they said, well, the chief of staff's available. Right. How sad. Imagine. I mean, you literally so, can't get your dad. So, I mean, you know, one of his biographers, Fucked I'm trying to remember who it was, um, was, it was Tony Schwartz or was, what's his name, O'Brien mm-hmm. or one of them, talked about how, you know, they wrote this thing 10, 15, 20 years, you know, I mean, a while ago, right? I mean, Don right. Jr. is what, in his 40s now? Early 40s? Something like that? Mid-40s? Yep. yep. 
But back then, he was obviously when they wrote this, I mean, we're talking 25 to 30 years ago. And how, I don't know, I don't think it was included in there, but how basically the time they'd heard stories about how Don Jr. basically hated his dad and sat yep. there and railed on him for the fact that he ruined, you know, he cheated on, on his mom and ruined their lives and he's such an asshole and didn't care about them. Well, apparently he had it right on. Then you skip to, and this is where uh, one Facebook post went public, hmm. but I also want some private Facebook groups because, you know, they went to Penn, which is where I went to college. And so I'm on some different groups and, and there are plenty of people who were there when Don Jr. was there. He was there probably a couple of years after me saying that like, he would, you know, all the time was upset that his dad had no interest in him, that he just was sort of, you know, he, he was a part of his dad, expected him to do whatever his dad right. wanted him to do. And there's a famous scene, and one of these guys wrote a Facebook post where he put it out in the open. Um, uh, and it went viral for a while where, where he, he would claim to be on the hallway, and it was checked by reporters. He, he lived on that hall uh, where Don Sr. shows up to take Don Jr. up to New York. You know, Philly's only an hour away to a Yankees game and Don Jr. is just in Yankees stuff. And Don Sr., of course, is in his ill-fitting suits and whatever. And because Don Jr. is dressed so casually, yells at him and slaps him across the face, knocking him to the ground. So, this, you know, that's the upbringing. But again, as I always say, you're responsible for your actions at some point. And obviously, this little, little runt has always been so starved for his dad's approval and yep. love. Yep. And his dad clearly couldn't give two shits about him, ignores him. He's like nothing to his dad. Yeah. And I mean, listen, and so that to me is this is just an extension of that which we already yeah. knew, which is yeah. his dad doesn't sad, make no, his phone fat, calls. But shocking. Still shocking, but sad. But sure, yes, exactly. all of that. Sad, yeah. but also shocking and also, you know, potentially yeah. criminal. I don't care because, you know, yeah. we, we can all have bad upbringings and then don't get to blame it on that when we yeah. act in, in ways like this. Yep. So, so I just figured I'd add a little context to it yeah. in any case. No, no, absolutely. So another point um, the Fox News, the very Fox News hosts that, you know, we're saying this is awful. You got to stop it. We can't do this. This makes us look bad. That evening, went on Fox and said, "This was Antifa. This was Antifa. This were agitators." And I forget. And, and at the same time, the other message. Oh yeah, the other message Fox was putting out there. I think it was Kilmeade. There was a quote I read this morning about how these poor people. We've been through four years of Democrats saying Trump didn't really won. Four years of them trying to illegally throw the president out with their fake Russia probe. Four, the, these people feel like they can't get a shake. Even the courts won't listen to them. Is it any wonder they would do this? So he's fucking justifying the damn thing. Meanwhile, all the other hosts are saying it was Antifa. It wasn't even Trump people. But privately, they're saying, oh, my God, it's our people. Stop. You control them. You can do this. Why aren't you helping? Not a fucking word again, about it. Well, just a reminder again, and you know, it's like how many times do you have to say this? Fox News is not news. It in 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 it's you know, obviously numerous places that have stronger liable and slander and other laws have taken them off the air, like the United Kingdom and various places who never let them on. In addition to that, uh, but if you're not gonna even do that, how we haven't sort of in, in some way acknowledged in our law who's allowed to call themselves yeah. news and who isn't. They're simply, I mean, and they're on, you know, remember Fox News, the actual sort of the, the cable part has a lot more free reign, but but they're, the, the broadcast network is an important property, right? That's where Chris Wallace, before he left, <laughs> was on Sunday mornings, something we could also potentially discuss here if we want. But, but you know, like it's an important property and there is the ability to federally, federally regulate them under law, the laws we previously had that we've allowed to, to go away. 
right? To hold them to, to some standard of honesty, to hold them to some standard of balance, at least the, the division on TV. We don't have that. We can't do that with cable and the internet. So to me, like, but that's, a, again, we've used none of that leverage. And so, I mean, you've got here, what, three, four hosts on Fox who are, are making clear that what we already knew, which is they're rabidly dishonest purveyors of propaganda. Yep. They're liars. They're, you know, and if, if, again, in my world, uh, in my perfect world right now, the Democrats and the people are going on offense with ads, with their comments in it all over the country. And you know what? Don't even bother with people like you and me. I'd be, I'd be putting it all over rural TV. Let them see that they're insulting their, I mean, you get some benefits either way. Some of them may just choose to hate Hannity and and Ingram because they dare challenge Trump. Some of them might learn a thing or two about Trump, but either way, it's a good thing. But I'm sure we won't do it because, you know, we don't do stuff like that. It'd be mean or something. The other sort of big thing I pulled out, I took out of this or took from this was at one point in the various quotes, I think it was Laura Ingram, I think, was saying, you know, this is going to destroy us. This is going to destroy your legacy. Or one of them was saying it was going to destroy his legacy. It was her. I forget. Was, was it her? To destroy like, Trump's yeah, legacy. Your legacy. You've got a great legacy to protect. Well, but think about this. It didn't destroy Trump's legacy at all. Um, not only do the Trumpers, does his base not care, but Fox News got on board and pff, probably 90% of Republicans got on board yep. as well. The voting, not only Republican elites in Washington, but the voting public too. Everyone got on it's, board now and says it's the no same story every yep. time, which is every time he over the last five years where he crossed another line, you know, insulting McCain and Gold Star families or telling people to drink bleach or, you know, sharpening the, the weather map or, right. you know, I mean, any number of things he did, things that came out about him from having to pay for Trump University, $25 million for scamming people. I mean, there's right. just so much of it. Right. And every time. Like, you know, you what you get is you get a couple kind of Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger types. Earlier on, it was Jeff Flake and maybe for a bit Bob Corker. But they never, you know, maybe Liz Cheney's changing that narrative now, I hope. Because mostly they never would do enough. They'd be the few that would sort of meekly kind of criticize, you know, not going a full war against him and say, oh, that's wrong. Oh, we shouldn't do that. And all the rest of them were kind of, remember, remember when the uh, classic example, remember when the tape came out of him mm. grabbing women by the, I'm not going to say it. Do you yep. remember when that came yep. out? Yep. All these folks issued statements against him. It's awful. It's whatever. And even a bunch of the ones right. who at the time said, oh, my God, we can't. I can't support him. What would I tell my daughter? You know, my, my daughters. I remember I think Portman had one like that, right? They all walked right. it back. All of them. Jason Chaffetz. Right. Remember that jackass? He had one. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Mike yeah, Lee. Yeah. We yeah. were just talking about a statement like that. But they all walked it back because basically, again, a few people would stick to 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 uh, uh, what they were what you know would stick to their principles if you want to call them that, but would never do enough and speak out enough. They just would sort of meekly, like Justin Amash is another one, and then all the other ones would just walk it back and eventually get on board. And that's exactly what happened here. All these places right. were outraged. They're all criticizing him right after January sixth. You know, even Fox had some some personalities still who were going after him and all that, but they all just eventually jumped right in line because whether it's about power or politics or money, these people are decrepit at their very core. Yep. And that's, yeah. that's what yep. we're dealing with. But I, again, every right now, Obama at one point tried, mm-hmm. tried to 
were the good things, really good things he did in terms of, because we often would get mad at him for not being tough enough and partisan enough. Remember, for at one point, was refusing to give interviews to Fox News, was saying they're not a news station, was taking, took away their front seat in the White House press room and pushed them further back, was not answering their questions. And all the other media, and, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. infamous yeah. for his defense of them at the yeah. time was Jake Tapper. Jake was young and I think was trying to make a name for himself. And I remember him referring to them as our sister organization, which makes me want to puke. I bet Jake feels differently about it at this point. But there are others who defended them. What needs to happen now is all if is the rest of people in media, and some are already doing it. Brian Stelter wrote a book about them and called them out. Dana Milbank, Clary of the Washington Post. We're getting more and more people willing to do it. But right. institutionally, you know, oh, what's his name? Who does these things every week? Um, on, on CNN, the dude who kind of just going viral, ripping Tucker every week, calling it the Fox the bullshit factor. Oh, Jim, Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta. Yes. Yeah. So more and more people are clearly doing this, but it needs to be a drumbeat. I mean, ideally with this stuff that just came out, and you'd think if CNN and MSNBC care not just about democracy, but maybe their ratings, right. <laughs> like everything's lined up. Destroy it. Everything, every show you have should be highlighting these texts and then giving the context of Hannity donating money to Republican politicians, letting them ride in his personal jet, you know, doing rallies for Trump, all of them behind the Tea Party. I mean, this is a time for exposing everything about them and, and harming them. It's a right. time for like in whatever ways we can further regulate them, at least the broadcast part of their empire, to do it. Yeah. But I fear, as usual, we will not. No. No. Um, now, one, I did have to read you. So because people were complaining that uh, about that PowerPoint we talked about the other day about the uh, did we talk, I think we talked about it the other day. I never know. I never know when the news keeps like well, when the news happens. Shit happens. Right. The PowerPoint well, was the discussion. Oh, no, we did. We talked about the coup and they were going to basically have the military decide the election and all of that. Well, the New York Times finally covered the story. So this was the PowerPoint that they found out about because of the documents that Meadow turned over to Congress. Uh, and it talked about Trump declaring a national emergency and using bringing in the military and using the National Guard to decide who won the election. Crazy shit, right? So the New York Times finally covers it. Here's the, did you see this clip or not? You didn't see the headline. Uh, you're going to anger me. Go ahead. This is the New York Times headline on Trump's coup plan that was put into a, a military coup to decide the election, put into a PowerPoint and given to senior members of Congress. January 6th, committee examines PowerPoint document sent to Meadows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, picture in your mind, everybody, what the New York, what the New York Times looked like oh. a week before our election with the saturation coverage of Hillary's email in 2000, the entire yeah. upper fold, the yeah. entire upper fold of the front page. And when I saw the original thing and I started ripping the fuck out of it and ripping our media, Couple of them came and showed up. Philip Bump among them of the Washington Post. It's funny because he's actually he's actually written some good pieces. He's good. I like him. He's good. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's written some non both sides pieces, but still they all get in this circle of the wagons mode. And he tried to defend it. And I'm like, fine. You're you're saying that now because you're not sure because it looks like the pages are different and a few other aspects on a version you have versus right. a version he gave to the committee that you're holding off. And I expect to see you, of course, the minute that that's cleared up, if this is proven correct. I expect to see you. I expect to see right. the, every front page of every major newspaper in the country, just just covered with this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll you know, and if, it, and if it isn't true, and if this thing's a fake, 
I will issue my media culpa quite publicly on Twitter where I, where I had a, a yeah. thread that went viral and I'll make sure to tell everybody I was wrong and blah, blah, blah. Of course, I was proven right. And of course, I'm not always proven right. But of course, in this case, I was because quite clearly, whenever you have to choose between the Trump people, honestly, doing something awful and not, you should believe they did something awful. Right. And, and of course, where, you know, where is all that? A couple pieces here and there with bland headlines like that. Just ludicrous. Yeah. Well, and again, no one's going to read that. No one's going to read the piece. They examined, oh, January 6th committee examined a PowerPoint document. That's like saying, can you imagine? I mean, a PowerPoint document. Like, I mean, that's literally saying January 6th committee examined a couple emails. I mean, you'd I be mean, like, okay, yeah, and? People with real power and real juice. I mean, I don't, you know, I've got a, 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 big, a big Twitter account for a normal person. You have an even bigger one for right. a normal person. But we need people like like Malcolm and Mary Trump. I, mean, I don't know who, but people who've got millions of followers who just no, start this, going after the New York ridiculous. Times and the Washington Post that's and not every other paper. The thing is, that's not a headline. That's not a headline. Yes. You would not. No. no one. I mean, that is criminal. The headline tells you absolutely nothing. It tells you nothing, and it basically minimizes the story. It tells you nothing, first of all, because that's like literally Donald Trump received a phone call. That would be a head. Right. That would be a headline about Trump receiving a head call from the Israeli prime minister that they're about to invade their neighbors. Donald Trump received a phone call. You wouldn't write that as a headline. Examines PowerPoint document. No, you'd say PowerPoint document. Uh, I don't even. You'd, you'd have to figure out how to make it concise, but obviously it's PowerPoint document discussing way or de- declaring national emergency to assert election. I don't know, but anyways. no. I mean, I, here's where it would be. Yeah, whatever. Mark Meadows coup. Doc, you know, PowerPoint document given to whoever or whatever it is. That's what I mean. You've got to get PowerPoint yeah. and you've got to get, and you can even just do PPT if you need the space. Yeah. Coup PowerPoint document. It needs to be clear from the headline yeah. what it is we're fucking talking about here. Yeah. 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 Because the majority of people in any study you look at who are running around with their lives just trying to make enough to get by and are, are doing 50 things at once and often have kids and family, and whatever are not getting to read all these articles so, often. They just see the yeah. headline. Also, Cliff, PowerPoint? Who cares that it's a PowerPoint? That's not right. in the headline. That's, not, that's, that's actually, you're right. That's not even germane. Whether it's an Excel document, yeah. or PowerPoint, or no, Google Spreadsheet, who the hell cares? Could you imagine? No, the point is that it was a, and, uh, right, however you'd say it, but you'd, because they didn't, okay, that's what I wanted to say. You could say coup, but uh, national emergent, declare national, um, Document called for Trump to declare national emergency or, or something. I don't know. Meadows received Meadows received document uh, proposing Trump calling. Whatever you, you got to headlines are not easy because you got few words, but that's bullshit. Let me well, read you, you also also when you do the yeah. saturate when you, do, when you do the thing they did for Hillary's email. If you go back and look at that, you'll have one like it's like when we you know ended World War Two, right? You got one bold type. Sort of headline that's only a couple words. It's like huge font at the top, and numerous stories below that where you've got yeah. more room to make longer headlines. Yeah. Right. It, it literally that that top one could have been could have very simply been you know memo. Um, it could have could have been memo. Um, I'm trying to think not to overthrow government, but memo for national you know memo for national emergency to overturn elections or something. Yeah, you know something or, of that or, nature. It has or, to be clear yeah. that it's overturning yeah. the elections, and then below exactly. that exactly. is where you have the individual stories, and yeah. and even those it's, have headlines, but smaller than the big one at the top. It's exactly. It's not clear, but it's not this. Let me read you something else, Cliff. This is ancillary, but 
but relevant because it's about the same topic. So Jay Rosen, right? Media critic, very good guy, NYU. Jay put this out there and said no comment. And what bothers me about it, because, you know, Marcos waited, love Marcos, Molitsis, Daily Coast founder, among other things. And I do. I mean, Marcos is great. Um, They weighed in on one point about this, which they're not wrong. They're upset that the media works this way. What I don't like is this is not news that the media works this way in terms of how you get the media to cover things. And Democrats, rather than following Cliffs and my advice, which is we know the way the media works, so work it. Make your story a story they can cover. Don't just sit there and lament, why don't they cover our stories? So listen to what Jay wrote. Listen to what Jay wrote, and he's quoting um, – I'll just read it for you. Political Playbook. What the left, this is a quote from Political Playbook, what the left doesn't get about the media by Ryan Lizza, good reporter, and Rachel Bade. This is in Politico, and Jay puts it out there and says, presented without comment, which means he disagrees, right? Now, here's from Politico. There's a lot more to be said about all of this, but here's one point that both of these articles raise. For better or worse, good point right there. For be- so they're not even saying this is a good thing. For better or worse, campaign coverage emphasizes what candidates are doing and saying. Washington policy and politics coverage emphasizes what the president and other leaders are trying to move through Congress. If Democratic candidates aren't talking about America's anti-democratic movement, and if President Joe Biden, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer aren't doing it every day, talking about the anti-democracy movement on the right, then the coverage will reflect that. That is not a defense of the political media ecosystem, but just a description of it. Now, let's first, Cliff, let's just explain what there means. So what he means is you've got to make something a story for the media to cover it. In this case, he's not even saying what Cliff and I have said before. He's not even saying you've got to make it sexy, which, frankly, is something you have to do. You've got to make it just like that news article we just said. You've got to make the headline sexy. You've got to make your story sexy. He's not even saying that. He's saying if all of your Democratic leadership are not talking about the anti-Democratic efforts to overthrow the election next, you know, up up and coming coups, then we're not going to report on it because we don't have any hook to report on. There's no we can't. Hey. Let me just do a story updating you on the efforts to overthrow the election, even though there's nothing new for me to tell you. That's not a story. It is a story. Speaker Pelosi today said, and then guess what that allows them to do? That allows them to then say as background to this story, and then they remind you about all the anti-democratic things the Trump people are doing in the states to steal the next election. But what this bothers me that Jay put this out there like this, especially because Ryan Lizza made it clear he's not saying it's good the media works this way, but this is the way the media works. Suck it up and work with it, Democrats. Don't just whine and lose. Your thoughts? Um, My thoughts are two things. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. Why not do both? Um. I spend a lot, I spend literally probably these days more, I mean, up there with, with just outraged, you know, attack, outraged attacks, I would say on, on the whole right wing monolith for how just treasonous and disgusting and anti-American and whatever they are. But the two other big sort of prongs of what I do, not by choice, but because I feel like I have to, are hit the Democrats on lack of concerted effort to message, to distribute that right. message and all that. And the other is hitting the media for the fact that they're like creating a fucking landing strip yes. for, for the fascists playing the land and not doing it. And yes. to me, they need to be better. And I yes. think some pressure by the various folks, you know, it doesn't mean it was me or you, whoever it was, but a lot of us who've been calling for this. Well, again, you've seen Dana Milbank go after his own people, the media yep. from within and say, studies clearly show here that, that Biden is getting slightly worse coverage than Trump. 
and, and a vast equal coverage to Trump while Trump, all the various things Trump was doing versus what Biden right. is doing right now, which is right. ridiculous, right? Um, right. You know, you, you see, as you brought Jim Acosta going after Fox the way he does. I mean, we've brought about, I feel like a lot yes. of the voices out there have helped bring some change and the media still needs to change. However, that doesn't let Democrats off the hook for, for grabbing things that are sexy and will get the media's attention yeah. and driving those fucking points. Is his pair, is what he wrote correct? Yeah. What Ryan Liz and Rachel wrote, it's correct, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Andy, and he, again, he twice says, I'm not saying this is a good thing. This is the way it works. And the Democrats, Joe Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer aren't talking about that. They're Where not talking about the insurrection. Is this in Politico? A po- Politico's playbook. So it's like their daily email summarizing. What's no, no, going I know on. what it is. I didn't know. I'm just, I'm, I, was I know you do, part. but our listeners uh, don't. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I just, I'd like, I mean, I'd like to, to read yeah. it and see because, again, Ryan and Liza and is, has, you know, he has a history of also pulling some shit that I, you know, I, I don't trust him at all. So yeah, I'd want to see the, the sort of complete, you know, yeah. what he wrote. Um, but it, as a general point, if we're just taking a general point, the Democrats don't look at the media the way it is and understand. It's kind of like, you know, when we talk about our messaging, it's like, well, yeah. we'd like to explain eight different points to people about why our climate change plan is better. Yeah. Or just show show scenes from the film 2012 with the world blowing up. You know, like, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but, y- y- you know, you can actually cite some facts along the way while you're showing right. emotionally compelling stuff that gets people's right. attention. Right. Um, it is why these January 6th hearings need to be right. fucking live. Look at what happened when Cheney was doing the other night, and they said they're going to be. They need to be yeah. all over our TV all next year. You want to yeah. hold on to the House and win the Senate? That's your way of doing it. And it's not yeah. just a cynical political ploy. It's protecting democracy from right. these fucking goons. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, that, and, and, I mean you, because and you that need that creates dramatic moments. Well, you, yes, you need the message right. needs to be smart. But make, let me give you a classic example, right? Hmm. Um, you know, in all this garbage, these guys know like the cult of celebrity in this country. When they get a chance, they use that against us. Well, this crazy story. What, do, what does that mean? What do you mean? Look, that people will read about anything that has a celebrity in it. will pay attention. Oh, gotcha. Anything gotcha. Anything with a celebrity. Right. Well, we didn't, right. you know, we haven't, I don't even think we had a chance to talk about this, but that whole crazy story with Kanye's publicist showing up and threatening one of the election workers in Atlanta, Georgia. What? <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Oh my God. Yes. What happened? And we don't know yet if it was at the behest of Trump. There's an actual video of this too. Told them to claim their responsibility. This was Kanye's publicist showed up and, and and threatened somebody and said they were that they were going to be in real danger if they didn't do this. Didn't say what the danger would be. That they needed to amp to to um, accept Trump's claims and come out and say there was actual fraud there. Ooh. Who sent Kanye's publicist? Was it just Kanye? Because he's fucking out of his mind, crazy. Right. Was it just him, right. or is there a connection there? The point is, is that because it's Kanye who was right. married to Kim Kardashian, right. if you turn that and make that into headlines, people will actually pay attention. Right. But but, right. but here, right. the, you want to know what the biggest indictment of it is of that? You don't even know it happened. You pay attention to all this stuff. You have no idea. It happened. Yeah, I didn't know about it. No, no. And I'm no. not saying that they need the name Kanye to get you to pay attention, but you're not who we're trying to reach. Right. You should you right. should know it happened because right. they should be talking about it so much to get people who are call right. them whatever you want. I'm not saying this in a, in a disrespectful way, but low information voters, people that don't yeah. pay close attention, the name Kanye West or Kim Kardashian will get them yeah. to read something. Cliff, there, my mom asked me what critical race theory was. Mom's 92 right. years old, sane woman living in the Midwest. She'd heard enough about it on TV. She wanted to know what it was. I mean, this is 
that when you repeat stuff enough, it sinks in. Democrats don't. End of story. Right. End of fucking story. I mean, I tell you my, my Planned Parenthood story from, from you know, 16, 17 years ago when I was consulting for them and I had some great idea on something. And I was like, we should do a whole campaign about this. It's great. It'll blow up the grassroots. will love it. It's, you know, you mentioned this was an issue you care about. Oh, we already put out a press release on that. Right. I mean, you talk about that a lot, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Why should we do anything else? You did, you put out a press release into the ether. Oh, yeah. That should, that should take care of everything. Okay. But I mean, again, and I've seen a number of instances of this, um, you know, in recent. I mean, again, they, there's just so many opportunities. Yeah. And when this stuff comes out, Republicans get like, it. like the stuff that just came out with the Fox folks and Meadows and all that. Yeah. Like, the problem is there's so much evil these people are doing that, that then the other stuff that we've chosen not to message gets memory hold, right? Yeah. So within two weeks, nobody will remember that Trump got up on a stage knowing he had COVID and yeah. the current commander. Oh, that story's gone. His life in danger, as well as the lives of those yeah. who had already lost their kids fighting for yeah. this country. The story's gone already. Yep. It's gone. It's, it's mad. It's gone. As, by the way, as are the, as is the, uh, the, whatever the hell. Remember, we even had to sit there and figure, wait, what was it? The, not the, uh, the PowerPoint. PowerPoint's done too. We've moved yeah. on from that. It's really, I mean, but again, you you have to take a message and then you have to beat it like a dead horse every week. And as Cliff and I have said, we'll keep saying it, you take some kind of an Uber message. I've read you, Cliff, you always have your corruption, something, something that are the Uber messages. I've moved, I've moved from, I think it's better, you know, I thought Q was a broader kind of whatever, a broader right. sort of, but I think just because of the, the fact that the coup is the thing everybody remember and the C also, I'm, I'm at COVID corruption right. and coup. Okay. Would, that's great. That is what the Republican Party is. And then, and then, whenever one of these things happens, you tie it back into your point. You mentioned your overriding point, just like Republicans would talk about activist judges way back when we were younger, twenty yes. years. And any decision they didn't agree, they disagree with. Look at the activist judges, so that they they took a specific thing and they tied it back to their overarching right. theme that also was a good but activist judge. Nobody because you think well, oh, I, don't, right. I don't like activist judges. Like it's a great buzzword. So if we've too. been telling you that Republicans want want you and your family to die from COVID. Yeah. That literally there are that, that I mean if you think that sounds oh, not you're right. realistic to people, if right. you're telling them constantly, they don't care if you die from COVID. They care they care more about their that their rich donors can go to, to ritzy clubs and you turn it into a populist thing against them. Yeah. You you just ream them, hit them again and again over it. And then guess what? what? When it what, just let me finish yeah. this oh, go on. Yeah, when yeah. it comes out that Donald Trump did what he did with with you know and went and almost yeah. and could have gotten Biden sick and gold star like, see we've been telling you they're the party of covid corruption and coup they want you yep. to get sick from covid Bingo. that's what they're doing when right. when when uh there's an old video they find of this fucking yep. loon dr oz saying that that it's acceptable for two to three percent of kids to die oh, in open schools yeah yeah that's what i mean then every time a new atrocity right. comes out and trust me right. they will You've, you've created a frame for people to look through right. that. You've also right. created a frame for, right. for reporters, whether they, some will know it on a, on a conscious level, but unconsciously, yeah. if you're putting that out there all the time, some reporters yeah. will, will, will report it in that context. Right. Republicans don't 
care either either republicans don't care if you die of covid or republicans think it's fine if you die of covid and then like cliff said the trump thing at the white house what do you know donald trump thought it was fine if joe biden gets or he didn't care if joe biden catch covid donald trump didn't care if they got covid donald trump didn't care if the grandparents got covid remember they all republicans all talked about let the grandparents die donald trump didn't care if everybody at his campaign events got covid like every simple example that everything about the other than helping with the vaccine which he didn't have much role but he did some donald trump along the way didn't care if americans got covid he was happy to let it happy to right. let it spread and, and we'd, would, have, to, we'd have to brainstorm say, on how to say this well, but, yeah. well and the only thing i would say is you happy you, to let it spread maybe that's it cliff Yes, but I would say also you oh. you want to go beyond because that was the mistake they made in Virginia, and and again it was partially because of this lack of messaging. Is all they did was go after Youngkin as a Trump clone, and the problem with that is when it's somebody like Ted Cruz or Rand Paul, there's a good chance it works because they're such assholes. They remind you of Donald Trump, right. but when somebody like Youngkin who has more control over himself and and sort of speaks in a quieter way and and you know, has, has not to me, but let's be honest, has a little bit more charm and a little bit more manners, then th- that comparison is not going to work. You right. have to have, you have to have branded their whole party so that Youngkin is part of that. And then you right. can say, right. well, look, Youngkin, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who just got fined three more times for refusing to wear a mask on the floor because she wants to get all of her colleagues sick. Yep. And Donald Trump, who did this, and, you know, and there's, a, I'm sure there's a long litany of these things. I brought the Dr. Oz thing, um, you know, you you start bringing all that up, and that is the, the frame with which you attack someone like a young kid. Yeah. That if yeah. you allow this party to get into control, this is yeah. what's going to happen to you. Yeah. But no, I so in the end, people. Uh, if you are going to complain about the media, do it the way Cliff does, where you actually go after people in the media, right? And, and you give examples of what they did wrong. For like example, the New York Times headline or something where, you know, talk about it on Twitter. So somebody at the time sees it and goes, yeah, that is a shitty headline. And they pass it along to somebody, right? It makes a difference. What you don't do is simply whine about it. And say, the media sucks. And then, but you don't do it in a way that actually potentially impacts them and gets them to change. And what Democrats do is they 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 don't do the obvious things that are needed to message to get their stories out there. And then they whine. And frankly, I told you, I see this with young activists too. I got to tell you, I've saw it with trans activists. I saw it with other gay and LGBT in general um, on race stuff. I've seen it. There's this new kind of thing where younger activists think it's offensive to make me tell my story. It's offensive that I should have to prove that racism is real or or LGBT rights are necessary. Literally, I've been told this. And I'm no, like, no, I'm if you don't stop. want it to fucking change, Electro. if you don't want it to fucking change, then then stop fucking, then go away. There's, there's, there's your change. perfect world your, and there's winning your, elections. Yeah. It's right. It, well, there's creating change and there's not. And if you don't want to create change, then go the fuck home. But don't tell me you want your civil rights, but you're not willing to fight for them because people should understand that they're my rights already. Yeah, well, if people understood that, we wouldn't need a civil rights movement, you fucking moron. That's right. I mean, right, right. We didn't have to no, explain I mean, anything to everybody. Jesus We'd be in Christ. great shape, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'd be the paradise But it's offensive it to, to have to explain it. It's, I mean, literally, people tell me, that's offensive that you asked me to do that. I'm like, fuck you. I've been doing it. I don't want to say fuck you. I'm, I'm actually nicer than that to them. But I say, no, I myself have been required to do it for 30 years. You are too. It's our job as activists. Go away. Yep. So anyway you know, so, I mean, but here's, yeah. a, here's a classic thing we, we were just talking about i'll just read it because it's here right now mm-hmm. oliver willis who some people know on twitter very active oh, good. Yeah. Worked, worked with media matters for a while now works with uh, the american independent the one that uh, brock started oh, a okay. larger publication right he's got two bullet points here and this is exactly what we've been talking about 
the first, the media should cover the GOP attack on democracy in a less ambiguous manner. True. The second one, Democrats, liberals, et cetera, et cetera, should be speaking about the GOP attack a lot more. Exactly. Yep. Like yep. they're not mutually yep. exclusive. Yeah. There you, you know? go. Yep. I mean, here his third tweet is like in an, in an ideal world, the press would not need to be told to to cover the attack. But we don't live in this yep. ideal, and that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, and you were just yep. saying this about making it sexy. What Oliver has here, the press covers conflict yep. and friction. If Dems don't do anything to create that friction, it doesn't get covered. Yeah. I mean, Oliver on this stuff, I don't agree with actually with Oliver on everything. But I agree with him on this. I mean, nope. I agree with him. Actually, I'd say on most yeah, things. we do agree with Oliver on a lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. I'd say I, – I didn't mean to say yeah. I probably agree with him on 90% of the things he says. There's a few yeah. things here and there I don't. Yeah. But in any case, I mean, you know, that, that is the problem. And again, like yeah. we have these these dual problems that, you know, they don't just fix themselves. We need to push the media hard. But then in, in addition to that, like we need to push Democrats and progressives and others hard. Because this stuff does need to be explained. It does need to be told. It does need to be messaged intelligently. Like I've seen some people say, I, you know, I even saw somebody who I like a lot who's, I think, a strong voice uh, out there who, who was like, well, whenever I see people talking about we need to message better, what I see is we need to give in to white supremacy. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, like in other words, what he's saying – Another bad PR word, by the way. Well, Right, I agree, but but like again, to me, what you're saying then is yeah. what you're saying is we should just give up. There's no way we can change stuff. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I get it that some people naturally are racist, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. But there are some actual reachable people, and that is how you win elections by messaging to them. Again, I bring up again and again, like that famous article. Again, I think it was the New York Times hmm. in 2008 hmm. on racists for Obama. And they, they were in some western town, cool town in Pennsylvania, right. and they were showing the phenomenon of all these people because they liked Obama's economic message after the crash and all that sort of stuff. And they, there was one couple, they went in, and, and the woman answered the door, and they said, are you voting for Obama? And she's like, hey, you know what her oh, husband, are we voting, right. are we voting for the N-word? Right. And he's like, yep, we're voting for the, the N-word. Who's going to be better? The, yeah. And, yeah. Okay. That is the most morally offensive, disgusting yeah. thing to me in the world. And yet, would you reject their votes? If they're yeah. going to put your person in power, yeah. who's going to make change so that people who they're referring to that way have better lives? Of course yeah. you're not. And like well, that's and, just what... and Cliff, there's actually something really good that you take away from what those people said. And no, and people would die if you said that. But that's right. the fact it's that, that like... they would use a word like that and they're totally fine with them means that that you're entering a new gray zone that isn't totally racist, really. They're kind well, of racist, but they're kind of not. Racist, but they're really no, but but they're too. but they're voting for them, which is the not yeah. pretty racist. It's a right. that's why I called it a gray zone. It's both. Yeah. It's pretty racist and it's not racist at all. It's this, well, and that's yeah. and that's a step in the right direction. Right, and so I would say, and you know this because yeah. you work in the Senate and you understand hmm. how these things work. It's hmm. kind of like an attack from some of the, like the real sort of bullshit leftists. Hmm. I'm not talking about people who hmm. charge to the left of me who I just disagree with, but some of the, the the shit stirrers on the left who just wanted to go after Biden. I remember they went after him. They're like, "Well, look, you know, when he got there in the '70s, you know, look at all these segregationists he hung out with." And like, "Wow, do you not know your history?" Here's the oh, thing: they're saying about Perfect. Biden. 
Yes. Oh, you don't remember that? They went after him for <laughs> no. that. And I wanted to no. be like, oh, four... Robert Byrd. They were going after the Robert Byrd. But next crap. to Robert Byrd, there were a few oh, others. Jesus there Christ. were a few yeah, other yeah. genuine segregationists yeah. left oh, in the Democratic Party in the 70s who were awful on race. But here's the thing. He got ago. together with them on economic. Okay, but let me make this point. He, Go got on. Yeah, together, yeah. he got together with them on economic policy. And what I'd like to ask all of those people mm. who would say that is, how do you think a lot of the New Deal and Great Society economic programs were passed between the 30s and you know late 60s? Right. They, there were a lot of segregationist Southern Democrats voting for them. Were these people's views on race and probably you know <laughs> you know sexual orientation, religion, gender awful? Of course, Everything. they were disgusting. But the Senate, <laughs> yeah. is, but but if they were willing to vote on a higher minimum wage or they're willing yeah. to vote on a public works project. Do you reject their vote or do you, you do you try to form a coalition with them and get good things passed? I mean, that, it, it right. just it, it's a complete uh, it's a complete tell that you're yeah, just yeah. an activist and you have no clue how politics yeah. works yeah. when you're doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I've had to well, work again, with people yeah. on a number of there were some people I worked with on gun control stuff who were neocons who looked at it from a national security angle that having too many guns out there was going to be dangerous for our country. <sighs> Right. Because, because of foreign-inspired terrorist attacks. Do I agree with these people on those things? No. Do I like like most of their politics? I think most of their politics sucks. But if they're gonna, if they in any way could help me get some gun control passed, would I work? Absolutely. Like right. it just, you know, in any case. Yep. Oh, I yeah. would work with somebody who yep. said anti-Semitic things to my face if they helped pass a bill that made people's lives better. Because yep. that's what, that's what you're supposed to do yep. theoretically. Yeah. Sucks. I wouldn't like yeah. them. Yeah. Like, well, and and as I said, I think like this family, you also have to realize that on this cliff, they're literally people who have said anti-Semitic things to your face who then say, I want to join you on that anti-Semitic thing, be, the legislation, because I think it's really important. It, it You'd be like, whoa. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, like, now you you're getting say, into the... Because that, that's the people at the door. That's the people at the yes. door saying the N-word and then saying we're voting for Obama. Because that's what I'm saying. There's something weird in the middle going on with well, them that, but that, should a be, lot. that should be right. pushed more. And I'm not going to go into this so that people, huh. everybody in the world freaks on me. But that's because we we refuse to have an honest adult conversation about these things. And, oh, you know, wow. because, you know, if you do then, you know, you get excoriated. But the truth of the matter yeah. is, is that like, there isn't just racist and not racist. There's a shit there ton in between. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's all yeah. there's different levels of racism. There's yeah. different levels. There's people that, that you know, are, are racist and maybe don't even know they're racist. There's people yeah. that know they are, but still still believe that people deserve some dignity. Right. Well, I mean, and sometimes you can find people among the people that you disagree with and aren't the best people in the world to right. do some good things. And to me, I will always take that opportunity. In any case, yeah. Like that's yep. that's the that's some of the issue you're yep. dealing with here. Yep. Again, um, it's do you want to win? Do you want to make things better, or do you want to whine about it? And you know, I don't. Oh, I exactly. I think I, I'm not. I whine well, all the whining, time. But again, we, but we whine, there's, whine. <laughs> well, there's whining that the media is. Just, oh, they suck. The corporate media, which again, I hate that term too, because that doesn't that doesn't do anything to improve the problem. Because you say, oh, they're corporate. So in other words, well, they're always right. going to be corporate. So if you just call them all corporate, then you just might as well give up and say they're going to all be bad. That's not the way it right. works. Yes, right. there's corporate pressures. Yes, there, it's ridiculous the monopolies we've allowed to take hold, and that has a strong influence on newsrooms. But it is not, if you know anything about newsrooms, you know it's not the only the only influence because there's a conser- somewhat conservative, if I remember correctly, that owns the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Will Bunch keeps writing his liberal column and just oh, doesn't give a shit. Right. And guess what? He's still right. there. 
Right. You know, like it, it, it's it's some people who have careerism and figure they can kiss up to to the the publishers who are more conservative and want to rise up. Right. It's that whole savvy thing where oh, I don't want to look like I'm too much. I care too much, so I'm going to be blissfully ignorant and say everybody's bad. I mean, there's all right. sorts of things going on there. So when you just try to act like everything is a simple explanation. Oh, it's just the corporate media. Then you're just being a demagogue and you're not solving anything. Right. Um, and and so that's why. I, I whining and just say, oh, they're all awful, you know, fuck them. Yep. You, you, won't get, you won't get any improvement. Going after individuals at times and individual publications and individual shitty pieces and pushing them on it, that's where you may get some change. So let's wrap this up. You promised you were going to be funny at the end something. Did you not say you had something funny? I did. Let me say one more thing. Otherwise, I'm pulling up dad jokes, but go on, yeah. I'm not letting you do that. Let me say one more thing that I think is important to mention that that we didn't Hmm. because it hadn't happened yet last time. Hmm. Um, I don't want to get – maybe we should have somebody on who talks about the Supreme Court at some point. Um, I don't want to, like, get into the the sort of all the back and forth about about Hmm. how – um, how awful they are and this and that, but what they did with this Texas law in the end has just opened the door to to anarchy, right? And uh, it's I think it's horrible because it, it's going to make our democracy worse. But with oh, that yeah. said, yeah. the only way you can fight back against right wingers is by fighting fire with fire. So today I want a loud because I talk yes. about Democrats for not being tough enough and whatever. I want a loud California governor. Uh, Gavin Newsom, because he came out in light of the, that ridiculous decision. I mean, yes, it was, you said it, I know, John, it was semi-positive, but it still did yeah. not. It, it invented a whole new theory of let it stand. That yeah, you can go Star around Wars. federal courts right. if you don't, if you just allow people to get rewards, and you know, and you do this right. whole sort of shift of sleight of hand. So he said now that anybody they're going to pass laws that people in California right. who, who who manufacture sell. And use assault rifles and ghost guns. Ghost guns are the ones that can get to metal detectors, which you'd think would be fucking ridiculous and we'd outlaw anyhow, but that this right. is America, that they're going to, to allow people to sue them for $10,000 or whatever and do it. And that's, again, that is the only way to react to this stuff. It's why I get pissed that California gave up its right by passing you know, the supposed good government legislation. And it is good government when everybody does it, where they're not going to gerrymander it. Because we've given up then our biggest leverage when you've got a state as big as California to stop Texas and Florida and these assholes. When you can have New York and California and Illinois, you know, all gerrymander, that might scare some of them in some of these other states so they don't do it. But right. we gave up that that leverage with California because they passed this sort of, you know, a, 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 re, a, a, a independent redistricting yeah. board and all the other stuff. And again, nationally, we should have that. But until we have it nationally, you can't unilaterally yeah. disarm. So. Now, Good for Gavin Newsom yep. on this thing because the way you respond is if they're going to allow people to, to, to sue people for having an abortion, then we should yep. be able to sue people for causing climate change. For I was just going to say, find other for, things too. Yep, yep. Different oh, states should find other other things because let me read a little bit of that. I'm some article on it. So some uh, – oh, yeah, a state senator Republican in Texas who wrote the anti-abortion law that says you, anybody can sue anybody who has an abortion you know, after – whatever number of six weeks, whatever it was, that crazy thing. He said um, he didn't think the enforcement mechanism that Newsom was talking about would, would be effective against firmly established constitutional rights. Yeah. That's good right. Try. That's what's what interesting right is, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the right to choose passed in 1973 has been a longer standing constitutional right than their so-called individual right, which was again, an ahistoric complete 
pile of shit and never existed in our constitution, but we're living under currently the individual right to a gun as opposed to the right as part of a militia. And that was only created by Heller in 2008. So too bad. The, well, the, 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 right, the rights under Roe have 35 years under your individual Well, right and I mean, there's a more general point, but then I got to read you something specific too. The more general point is a right enumerated the constitution I'm not going to say it's equal to, but I think it kind of is, is equal to a Supreme Court decision that a something is a constitutional right that you've read from the Constitution. Because as much as the right-wingers want to claim it, you know, Roe v. Wade was not pulled out of thin air. They they based it on the U.S. Constitution and their interpretation yes, of a privacy, privacy right existing in the Constitution. So both guns and Roe come from the Constitution. Now, it is true. That the Supreme Court, though, has played a lot of game. Let's not get into it, all the gun stuff. So maybe yeah, they try to strike it down. But if they try to strike it down, then you pull up a different right that isn't listed specifically in the Constitution. Now, real quick, though, Cliff, listen to this. So he says this, the state guy who wrote the law, the article from the Texas Tribune says that interpretation, because that they, they're saying, oh, they would never lock guns. That interpretation is at odds with what Texas Solicitor General Judd Stone told Brett Kavanaugh on November 1st when asked whether the Texas legal mechanism could be used to restrict others' rights. Kavanaugh says, so say everyone who sells an AR-15 is liable for a million dollars to any citizen. Would that kind of law be exempt from pre-enforcement review in federal court? In other words, same kind of thing. Would that, would that be exempt from people being able to take it to court like you're trying to do with the abortion law? Kavanaugh asked the, the Texas Solicitor General. Stone answered, it would be exempt unless Congress modified federal court's jurisdiction to do so. So even the Texas Solicitor General, like the top right. lawyer in the state for the Republican governor, says, oh, yeah, yeah, anything like that, then people wouldn't be able to sell guns. <laughs> right. And, and the thing is, is they're going to try to twist yeah. themselves you know, yeah. the Supreme Court, the way they've been doing ever since Bush v. Gore, they will try to twist themselves yeah. into a pretzel to, to do come to a dishonest yeah. ruling that they want to come to a ruling for, no matter what the law yeah. is. But the point is, is just because they probably will do that doesn't mean that you then say, oh, OK, so I give up. You take the fight to them. Make them yeah. do it. Make them show people yeah. again what political hacks they are so that more people will then say, yeah. hey, maybe we need to change the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, and Clifford, you find other issues, climate change, maybe even the insurrection, voting rights. You find other ways of saying, COVID. fine, stuff the Republicans. Oh. I was thinking about COVID, too. Yeah. I know. I mean, oh, they oh, keep Cliff, overturning. Vaccine mandates. Keep... Vaccine mandates. Yes. Anybody can sue anybody else who refuses to get the vaccine but is required under law for $10,000. There you go. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I do that everywhere right now. I yeah. really would. So because it's about public health, too. Yeah. All right. The funny part of our show. Oh, Yes. It was you kind of funny, though, in a, in a yay way. It was. It was funny yeah. in a ha-ha, using yeah. your own stupid bullshit against you kind of way. Yeah. Um, this one is funny in a – I've never read something like this before in my life. This was a tweet that was sent out yesterday. Hmm. So let me just read you the tweet, and then, hear, and then you can hear that, and hopefully you'll – what was that? Yes. Uh, that was vocabulario del Natale, Italian TikTok about uh, – I didn't mean to turn no. it on, but about – Vocabulary for Christmas in Italian. Always it, it, just came on. You, <laughs> it just came on. It just came on. Okay, so here's your tweet of, hmm. of the week, probably from Nathan Bernard. I don't know who that Bernard. He's a free hmm. speech activist. This is his only description. He's got a blue check mark, so I don't know what that means. But okay, here it is. Former U.S. Senate candidate and first Maine resident to catch COVID, Max Lynn, found dead in hot tub after being sued for pulling gun on former aide during cryptocurrency disagreement. Oh, this is an actual tweet. 
Wait, say that again. That was that was too much for me to even I mean, keep the track amount of. of shit in there in that tweet is like, I mean, that's a novel. Say, okay, read here we again. go. Ready? I'm gonna read it slowly. Former U.S. Senate candidate and first Maine resident to catch COVID, Axe Lynn, found dead in hot tub after being sued for pulling gun on former aide during cryptocurrency <laughs> disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, I may frame this one and put it up on my wall. If oh this guy doesn't God. hit all the touch points of our modern age. Well, and Cliff, that's how you write a headline. Exactly. That's this is right. The, Look how much they were able to fit in. Exactly. I mean, so you know? he ran for the Senate. I haven't, I haven't even read the Actually, article. Cliff, the, <laughs> Cliff, the New York Times version. Mainer, Mainer in hot tub. Yeah. Mainer in hot tub. Mainer in hot tub. Oh, no, forget that. No, no, Dad's putting too much. Mainer Joe Lynn went in hot tub. Well, you know what? I think for the fun of ending the show, we actually should read the article because it may have have more funny stuff. Oh, God. Max Lynn is one one of the more colorful characters in Maine politics, and perhaps the first Mainer to catch COVID-19. He died over the weekend. Lynn, 62, ran for the U.S. Senate in 2020 as an independent. And attracted attention for cutting up a mask during a televised debate. See, he's one of those. And go. declaring request denied. I remember actually this guy doing it. Oh my God. Hmm. And refusing to answer. He he declared request denied and refused to answer oh, questions when he didn't yes. want to from the. I remember that. Um, one of his denied. attorneys, one of his attorneys, Jeff Silverstein of Bangor, said Monday that he heard from someone reliable that Lynn died of a heart attack, that he heard from somebody reliable. I mean, there's just so yeah. much here. That Lynn died of a heart attack Saturday. Or, so, yeah, Saturday. Lynn had long I had a I heart condition. I heard from somebody reliable, but go on, yeah. He, he, this guy could have done the ads for the most interesting man in the world, perhaps. Um, let's see. Lynn 62 got into politics as a businessman in Florida where he ran for Congress and for governor at different times, falling well short. Um at one point in the race, he made an emergency landing on a highway while piloting his plane to a campaign event. Oh, God. That wasn't even in the headline. Uh, he moved to Maine at least five years ago, making a stab at politics in 2018 before snagging a spot in the ballot in 2020 as an ardent supporter of Donald Trump, of course. Very he wound good. up with 1.6% of the vote in a four-way race run, won by incumbent Susan Collins, a Republican. Lynn didn't slink away after defeat. He was among those present outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. More. No. Oh. More context to this guy's life. Oh, God. Protesting Democrat Joe Biden's election. Back oh, God, in Florida, really? he'd been a strident backer of President Barack Obama's first run for office. What? Oh, God. What he's, is the deal with this guy? Gaga. He's Gaga. Lynn also ran for the U.S. House as a Democrat. He had a reputation as a hothead. Oh, my God. He's, a, he's Gaga. Um, yeah. He returned to Maine in December 2019 from a business trip to China. So sick that he admitted he felt like he might not survive. He said in a conversation with a reporter that it's possible he picked up COVID, the COVID-19 virus during a stop in Wuhan, where the virus allegedly originated about this. Wuhan? Time. He was in Wuhan? Dude, this guy is everywhere. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm feeling he sounds was, fake. He, there's too much. There's he just does. Like, too like much. He was on a, one of the 9-11 planes and somehow got off. But yeah. Lynn said he never te- was tested and didn't know whether he got it. Matt McDonald, his former aide, who asked for a protective order against him, said Monday that he picked up Lynn from the airport December 26, 2019, after his return from China. Hmm. I've never seen anybody so sick outside a hospital, McDonald said. Uh, he said it felt like pouring fire on his lungs. You can't really pour fire, but okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, at the time, doctors told him he had an unidentified lung condition. But, but hmm. McDonald is certain he got COVID-19, so the aide got hmm, COVID-19. Yeah, uh, he had COVID antibodies when he tested, so he thinks he got it from 
Lynn. Um, right. During the Sandy campaign, Lynn was an ardent foe of public health measures aimed at controlling the spread um, and it led to the Maine Center for Disease Control and Prevention to call him, quote, the very doctor of death, unquote. <laughs> Oh my God, this guy. Hmm. The same trip that brought him to Wuhan, Lin made a stop in Hong Kong where he joined a mass protest against the growing crackdown by Chinese authorities. This guy just hmm. fucking, I mean, McDonald said that despite the sour ending of their time together, the sour ending being that this guy pulled a gun over on him because they argued over cryptocurrency. He's the one who he saw the protective order against him. He's grief stricken to lose a man who was once a close friend, a close friend who is a protective order against for pulling a gun on him. Um, I don't know what else to say about this guy. Um, McKee said some another guy claimed that McDonald admitted to stealing money from Lynn. I guess it was cryptocurrency. Um, McDonald has not been charged with a crime. Where's the part where they argued over cryptocurrency? Go on. Uh, I've got I've got another story we can mention really quick, but go on. Yep. Um, McDonald said Lynn, who owned homes around the globe, of course, had visited every U.S. national park and wound up choosing to live in Bar Harbor because he loved Acadia National Park more than anywhere else. Okay, that's the first thing I've agreed with about this guy. Acadia is incredible. He said Lynn loved to hike trails and paths. Uh, he'd been to many places, China, Taiwan, Indonesia, Dubai. Lynn had a longtime partner. It's not clear they were married. He had no known children. He has a brother. His father died years ago. Blah, blah, blah. He died. I wonder if, you know, I'm not just saying this. I wonder if he was gay, John. I, I don't know anymore. That's mm. the way they used don't to know, yeah. these kinds of things. As you the know. hot tub, the hot, I got to say, I heard the hot tub and my gaydar went off, but that's how well, it worked. And longtime <laughs> partner, you yeah. know, but not married. Who knows? In any yeah. case, they don't explain, yeah. they don't get into although, the. Although kind of people that live on the fringe often have. Right. Like, they don't get into I mean, like, like cool the, hippie the, types, but you know. Yeah. Right. They don't get into why he pulled a gun when he met, when they were fighting over cryptocurrency. But my guess is maybe. He thought he stole right. cryptocurrency from him. Right. So let me give you a quick little update story. This is good. DC um, DC government just sued the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, two of the big fringe far right groups that uh, organized the, well, they certainly or organized the protest at the Capitol um, or the protest that day in general, stop the steal and all of that. What the DC government is alleging is that um, Following the 2020 presidential election, two organizations, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, through and with their leadership and certain members and affiliates, conspired to commit acts of violence and attack the United States Congress on January 6th with the express purpose of preventing members of Congress, blah, blah, blah. Now, what's interesting here is they mentioned that, among others, they attacked the D.C. Metropolitan Police officers. That's uh -huh. good because I was wondering what jurisdiction they had. That's their jurisdiction. That's their jurisdiction. They attacked D.C. cops. Right. So – Paul Weiss is the law firm helping them. Huge law firm. Huge. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, and honestly, I think back to like the hate stuff. I want to say the Klan and some of the others. This is how you, you know, this is part of the way you shut these guys down. You sue them into oblivion, some of the hate groups. So very interesting. I mean, already that Richard Spencer is in trouble with the, uh, the, the, the Charlottesville lawsuit. You know, they just had yep. that adjudicated the other day, and now they're all going to appeal. Of course, they're going to appeal, but it was like millions of dollars. Um, so, but very interesting. That's kind of a, again, not funny, but great news. They need, we need to have more of this shit. Hopefully, the lawsuit will finish in time before we lose the country. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. That would be uh, nice because I'd like uh, to not lose the country, preferably. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I hope that that was enough for people. I found that I gave you something even funnier yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty I good. Mean, Didn't that guy's that. like the that guy is like the Forrest Gump of every crazy thing of the last five to ten years. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's been main, he should have been in Maine a long time ago, unless he moved from Alaska. But but he needs to be in some freedom state. That's kind of, you know. Well, he was in Florida, which under DeSantis well, and well, Florida, Florida man. Kind of. Yes. He's, he was a Florida man, too, you know, yep. previously. So there's just yep. so much good there. Yeah. Florida man. Um, All right, guys. Well, this was long. This was a long one today. About an hour and 15, hour 15. I think. Yep. 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 That's our target time or less. So. There you go. Uh, there you go. Okay. We'll talk later in the week, as always. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. You know what? We were told we're supposed to tell folks, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, you'd help us out by becoming a paid subscriber of the show. Yes, we, we are. We were, we were told we don't do that enough, so we're doing it. Well, we okay. don't do that enough, and we're going to be sharing more on Twitter. John and I will talk about that, because exactly. we need to, to, we need to pump that more. up. So. All right. Talk to you later. That was my Jerry Lewis bike. <laughs> <laughs>